Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. We are in the middle of our Holiday Sanity series. You know, this show is for working Christian moms, and we talk about all things that go into life that we are all trying to balance our faith, marriage, parenting, career, health, home, finances, and friends and fun. And some of these items in our life, really a lot of those different areas of our life, really get amplified this time of year. And one of them is for sure our finances. So today we are joined by... Sarah Van Hoos, who is a certified financial coach through Dave Ramsey's master training. She also holds a degree in business from Washington State University, and she's going to be helping us with some strategies so we can stick to our budget and really be intentional about the way that we spend money over the holiday season. And what I know you guys are going to love about Sarah is that she is also a fellow working Christian mom. She has nearly 20 years of experience leading large teams in the healthcare organization, and now she is coaching moms just like you and me on how we can reach our financial goals. And the really fun thing about Sarah is that she's also a listener of this show, so it's kind of full circle to have her on and sharing her wisdom with all of us. Now, if you're looking for more resources to help you kind of get through this holiday season with intention and have it be an amazing end of this crazy year, then I invite you to grab our free course, Holiday Sanity. You can get it right inside of the Your Life Rocks app, or you can go to holidaysanity.com. Inside the app, we also have our holiday lifestyle guide coming very soon. So make sure that you stay tuned for that as well. Now, it's my intention with this Holiday Sanity series for the podcast that we really bring you a lot of really great information that's very practical, that you can apply it right to where you are right now. So I hope you have your notebook ready because Sarah brings so much wisdom. So let's get right into my interview with her on how we can save our money during the holidays. Sarah, welcome to Redefining Balance. I am so beyond excited and thrilled to have you with us today because we are talking about holiday spending and this is an area that I need some help. So I'm so excited to be learning from you today. But before we get into all of the wisdom that you've brought to share with us, tell us a little bit more about who you are. Sure. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Jenny. I, I'm really excited to be here. My name is Sarah Van Hoos. Uh, my business is called Journey to Influence, and I'm a personal finance coach. So I really help people get a handle on all their money management stuff. Uh, We start by making a plan, often called a budget, and uh, walking with them in encouraging accountability. And I have kind of a fun story about how I was introduced to your podcast. It was my very first podcast. Like like the first podcast I've ever listened to was yours. That's amazing. Isn't it right? I was uh, new to podcasts in general and I had some time off of work and was doing like reorg of the kids' bedrooms. You know, they just like, I don't know how they get so much stuff in their closet, but it was like a whole like clean out couple of days for me. I took some time off of work and I wanted to just do some self learning um, while I was doing it. And so I typed up Christian working moms and yours was the first podcast that came up. Those were the things that I needed at the time. I needed some balance. I needed 
something that was, um, you know, spirit filled and also that catered to me being a working mom. So anyway, I just thought that was a super fun, it's super fun for me to come kind of full circle back to having this conversation with you today. I love that story so much. And so how long ago was that? And what were you doing at the time versus what you're doing now? Yeah, no, that's a great question. It was probably four years ago. And similarly, I was working full-time. I am working full-time now as well for a large healthcare um, organization um, here in Portland, Oregon. But now sort of pivoting in the last year, I have um, become a part-time financial coach. So that's kind of how my journey has pivoted. But um, my kids were, you know, of course, a little bit younger. Uh, They're a little bit older now, 10 and 7. You know, so I was right in the throes of like toddlers, early elementary. So we've graduated a little bit since then, but, um, you know, still obviously looking after balance and, um, and faith and, and all the rocks. You know, I think that it's so good to just to reflect every once in a while and remember how quickly time flies and how time with our kids can transition, right? So like when you were in the throes of it, like it's a whole different experience, I think, to be a working mom when your kids are like really, really young. Mm Mm-hmm then, you know, you kind of go through this transitionary period where, you know, things are kind of a little bit easier, but it's school. And so it's like, you know, a whole different thing because you have homework and parent-teacher conferences and like all of this stuff. And then they get into the teenage years and you're like, whoa, wait, I thought it was supposed to be easier as they got older. And all of a sudden it got really hard. Uh, I think it's interesting, (laughs) like the different seasons, you know, that we go through as moms and just know that whatever season you're in, it's going to pass faster than you know it. So Mm, hold on. Yes. Yeah. True. I remember the days that, you know, you know, nobody could bathe themselves. Yeah. And now everybody bathes themselves. You know? <laughs> uh, and I, I miss it just a little bit, to be honest, but I didn't at the time, you know, so appreciating yep. the season that we're in in that moment. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, we talked about balance and when you found the show, you were looking for balance. So how do you now define balance for yourself? Yeah, I was really reflecting on this and when I feel balanced versus when I don't feel balanced. And one way that I know um, internally is I'm sleeping well. So when I sleep well, you know, sort of solidly, um, I usually it's because I've been exercising, you know, taking care of my body and eating well. And the external stress is less um, on my life, you know. So when I'm sleeping well, that's a, that's a big indicator for me. And the second is when nobody is clamoring for my time. I know that I'm well balanced in taking care of all the other people in my life when they feel like they have enough of me. And also that goes true for myself too, when I'm not aching, you know, for more Mm -hmm. um, self-care time or devotion time, when I feel a little bit balanced, when nobody's needing me constantly. Isn't that amazing how it's like very (laughs) evidence-based. Like you can see the evidence when we are out of balance. For me, I know like when you you said sleep, for me, if I wake up at 3 a.m., like that's when I know like I'm out of balance because it's the stress and my brain is like Mm. wanting, you know, to go, go, go at 3 a.m. And I know that that's when I'm out of balance. And I also love too that you talk about people clamoring for your time because when there's things I'm forgetting, whether it's work or kids or something with my spouse, I feel like people are nagging me. But it's not, they're reminding me because something has fallen through the cracks. So definitely good evidence. Sarah, today we're talking about holiday spending because it is the season for that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think personal finance is something that is important to look at all year round. But this is definitely one of those times that I feel like 
even with the best of intentions, even with like all of the good plans that you might have, it feels like a trap to be spending a ton of money. Why do you think that that is? Oh my gosh. It's marketing is, you know, maybe my number one answer. Consumerism. We, we quickly get caught up in all of the stuff, you know, around the holidays and we can get a little bit weak in terms of, you know, caving to it. You know, marketers are genius. They put things in front of us. They put things in front of our children in society, really, that gets us kind of sucked in. So um, it is a wonderful time of the year, right? We all spend more time with our families, depending on where you live. You know, I live in the Northwest, right? I know you live in Oregon as well, right? Mm -hmm. We usually have four beautiful seasons. So taking advantage of of the time of year that it is and just, you know, the cheeriness that it can bring. People can, can, can be in better moods this time of year. So just taking advantage of the time of the year, I think is something that we should get more into versus the stuff and the consumerism. Yeah. And it is so hard. I mean, you know, you could just go into Target being like, okay, I need to get some shampoo and conditioner. And you're just bombarded <laughs> with you know, cute coffee mugs and this and that. And it's hard sometimes to be like, nope, we don't need that. And one of the things I think I have noticed, and I recently talked about this on um, another podcast that I was on as a guest, but I feel like there's like this underlying want and need to be a better mom. And Mm -hmm. we look at some of these external things of like, you know, hot chocolate bars and matching pajamas. And and somehow we, we think that these external things will make us a better mom if we provide them for our kids. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's true? And do you think that that is something that is new to our generation? Or do you think that that's something that's been around for a while? I feel like social media is a you know, a a component of that, right? We see people with their, their matching jammies, you know, or Mm -hmm. their well, super well-coordinated family picture outfits, you know, where somebody's wearing like the the teal on top and somebody else is wearing teal on the bottom and it all just kind of meshes together. I think that there is this, you know, race to keep up with the Joneses on some level and social media has made that more prevalent in, in this generation. But when we're able to kind of look away and keep focused on um, these four walls, you know, that we're in. I think that we we are better moms when that happens, when we can put away the social media, put away the comparisons and walk away from that, you know, the three, four and $5 bins at Target that capture you right after you pick up your cart. Uh, you know, so stepping away from those things and, and keeping it focused um, on our four walls. Yeah, I think that that's so wise. And it is funny because we know in our mind, <laughs> we are smart women. We know that the things that are in those three, $4 bins are junk, but yet <laughs> we still want to spend our money on them, which it always blows my mind because I know it's junk, but I go in there and I'm like, oh, that's cute. How could I use that in my house? Or who could I get that for? <laughs> yes. You know, I get totally sucked right in. So share with us some of the tips on how we cannot get sucked into all of the stuff that looks good on the outside, but it might not necessarily be good for us in the long run. Oh, definitely. Holiday spending is, is something that is, it's easy to do and um, easy to lose track of right around this time right now as we head into the season. You know, Black Friday is coming up and then it turns into some small business Saturday and then there's uh, Cyber Monday, right? We've got a day of the week for, for everything. So here's tip number one. Make your list and check it twice. Make a list of who you want to buy for write all of those people down on a list. Do you want to buy for your mailman? 
great. Put them down on the list. Um, Your kids, are you buying for your parents? Are you buying for your siblings? Are you buying for nieces and nephews? Do you buy for your grandparents? Just make a, a long list of everybody that you buy for initially. And then I want you to ask yourself, why do you buy for them? Do you buy for them out of obligation? Do you buy for them because your neighbor does? Do you buy for them because your sibling does? What's your reason? Like, what's that that component in your heart that says, oh, I really, I really would love to gift this person this holiday season? Even asking yourself, you know, if you gift for, if you gift to a needy family or an organization uh, local in your church, why are you doing that? Are you doing that because uh, somebody said that you should? But checking yourself about what your intention is for buying. Oh, that's so, so good. That's such yeah. a good question that we often don't think about. We just think, well, giving is good. We're supposed to be generous. So why not? But asking ourselves really why and what the heart issue is. And, you know, in the book of Matthew, Jesus speaks very clearly about the heart issue versus external, you know, show of things. Mm-hmm. And so I think yeah. that we have to really be careful. I love that you have that you have that in there as to examine why. Right. And then uh, you need to edit your list. <laughs> you need to go back <laughs> and edit a little bit. Well, maybe I don't need to, you know, grandparents are one of those that we stopped buying for in the last few years because they, they're in their eighties and they don't need anything. You know, they just don't need <laughs> anything. So it's a, you know, a picture of the family and a thoughtful card. And honestly, the, the gift of our presence, you know, we don't get to see our parental, you know, grandparents anymore. Our, our kids get to see their grandparents often, but um, the great grandparents, right. Don't get as much FaceTime. So just sometimes seeing people and sharing your time with them is gift enough. So edit your list, find out who you need to buy for and who you don't and pare it down. And then next you need to set your budget. How much do you want to spend on the season? So how much do you want to spend on gifts? So set your budget as a Dave Ramsey financial coach. Uh, I'm always going to be an advocate for you to pay cash uh, for what you're buying for your gifts. Ideally, you'd be saving for it throughout the year, you know, maybe setting aside a little bit of money per month for your gifting. But if you haven't done that so far, that's okay. Just figure out what you can budget for in the next couple of months, right? Or in the next uh, few paychecks. So set your budget for what you want to spend. And then once you set your overall budget, you can kind of, you know, work it backwards a little bit. All right. Well, how much do you want to spend on your kids? How much do you want to spend on your spouse? How much do you want to spend on your grandparents? And then then you got to make sure your math adds up. You know, so if you want to spend fifty dollars for each person that you're buying for, but you um, you got you know too many people and not enough money, then you need to. Well, maybe it's not fifty dollars. Maybe it's maybe it's forty five. Maybe it's thirty. You know, so adjusting your budget depending on who you who you really want to buy for. I love that so much, and you know that's kind of where I have found in the past that I'm forced to edit is when you you make your list and then you start looking at the finances and you kind of start allocating different budget to different people, and then all of a sudden you're like. Okay, well, maybe we could just make a batch of cookies (laughs) and share that with the neighbors versus, you know, buying them a nice bottle of wine. Like that's just not going to be in the budget. Um, And so it definitely does make things more of a reality. Now, what this is a little side question, but what tip do you have for people? Because I think that sometimes, especially around the holidays, we have that stress of the expectation versus the reality. And when we want to give, you know, maybe our love language is is giving gifts, but then, you know, we have to edit our list and then we can start to feel sad and kind of bad about like, oh, I wish I could do this and I wish I could do that. Do you have any advice for people that kind of struggle 
with feeling bad about not necessarily being able to spend the money that they want to. You know, it truly is the most wonderful time of year. Until we start to run out of time, we feel very stressed and there's just way too much on our plate to ever get everything done that we want to. And then we feel guilty about it. Am I right? Moms, it does not have to be this way. This is why I created the Holiday Sanity Course. Not only will you learn the four steps of planning the greatest holiday ever that is simple, doable, and less stress. Total holiday sanity. You can get it for free by going to HolidaySanity.com or if you already have the Your Life Rocks app, you can find it in there under courses. You don't yet have the app? Go to your app store right now and search Your Life Rocks. Or you can go to yourliferocks.com forward slash Apple or yourliferocks.com forward slash Google and find the link directly to your app store and download it for free today. Yeah, I think, you know, going back to the the heart issue, um, giving of yourself, you know, giving of your time, sometimes just as important, if not more so. You know, I think you, you kind of have to just spend some time a little bit with that. Like, why, why are you wanting to do this? I, I get gift giving, right? Is, is a love language and, um, being able to consider that for the future. Maybe you don't have the money that you wish that you did this season, but can you plan for it for next year? You know, can you make some compromises really with yourself and say, you know, I'm only going to be able to do these 10 gifts or spend this amount of money this year. So maybe you do smaller gifts for you know, more people right? Or you do more meaningful or larger gifts for a smaller number of people. But if, if you really are torn about how you're doing it this year, just make a better plan for next year. Make a plan to make sure that you can do all that you want to do for the following year. I love that. Use it as motivation. Now, you also talk about skipping Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yes. If you don't have a plan for it... so. If you looked at the ads and you know that the thing that you want to buy, your sister is going to be on sale, don't go. <laughs> don't go. So easy to walk in and out of the store. Or I don't even know if people go in the store this year. Like maybe things are going to be a little bit different and it's all online. But don't tempt yourself. If you know that this is a place that you get sucked into and you end up buying an um, air fryer that you don't really need, just don't go. But if you know that there's things that are on your list that you want to buy that are going to be on sale, just go with a plan. Go with a dollar amount, go with cash and be intentional about the way you shop. Don't just wing it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Don't just wing it. So we've been talking a lot about gift giving and who's on our list and what are we buying and kind of budgeting. But there's a lot of other things that go into Christmas that are outside of gifts. And I think this is where I kind of have the biggest trap is I forget about parties or I forget about the fun family meals that I want to do. It's all of the extra stuff. So talk to Mm -hmm. us a little bit about that because that I think is where I know for me, the money kind of seems to disappear. Right. We often make at least the basic plan for what we're buying or who we're buying for that budget. Don't forget about the parties, the events, the activities, the Christmas tree lighting, the church event, the donation uh, event that's happening at church, uh, your neighbor's party, the the New Year's party, you need to kind of get also make a list of those. I'm a list maker. I don't know if you can tell yet, but I love a good list. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> yes, yes. So make a list of those things that are coming for you in November and December. And then honestly, depending on the age of your family, your kids, you need to kind of have a little family meeting about what you want to attend and what you don't want to attend. Uh, you need to vote on it. You need to edit your list. This is a season. Again, like COVID year might be a little bit different, but it's often a season that we shove so much activity in 
good stuff. You know, most all of these parties and events and plays and things are all good, fun events, but it can quickly get overwhelming and it can be expensive, right? If you're bringing a, a bottle of wine or a hostess gift to every party that you're attending. So you need to edit that list too. What does your husband really not want to go to the neighbor's party? Then cross it out. You know, do the, do the kids really not want to go to the tree lighting ceremony this year, even though you've been doing it for the last five years? You know, edit it out, you know, figure out what's really important to keep on your list. And then that way you're building some margin into your calendar in addition to your budget. Yes. And you said something in there that I think is absolutely gold is just because you've always done something doesn't mean you always need to continue doing it if no one really wants to do it. Right, right, right. Tradition is is good if it's something that, you know, a majority of your family likes. Like I get that as a as a teenager, you know, like you might be dragged along to a couple of things, but if the majority of your family enjoys an event, then by all means keep it on there. But but do edit. Don't just keep it on there for the sake of tradition. Yes, I absolutely love it because that's such a waste of money and so many different things if no one is enjoying it. Plus, it's just a waste of time too. Yes, yes, absolutely. And time is a a true commodity. Absolutely. And speaking of time, memories matter. And I think that that is where so much of us are, are trying to create magic, trying to create memories. And so we kind of dump money into things that we think are going to be able to create those memories. So talk to us a little bit about how we can be smart with our money, but still make memories matter. Yeah, absolutely. Always consider DIY project, you know, the gift of your hands, um, your talents and gifts. Don't marginalize that. Those can be amazing gifts to give. The gift of your time, I think, is probably the best thing that you can give um, in this day and age. Having some dedicated time for your your parents, having some dedicated time with your nieces or nephews, with your kids is is really, I feel like, where it's at. I am a big believer in what we call calendar adventures. And uh, for the last four years, we stopped giving our kids Christmas gifts. I know, shocking. I off. know, it seems yes. so like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, we, we stopped giving them uh, Christmas gifts. And instead, we give them um, a year's worth of calendar adventures. And, and what that is, is we make a calendar, you know, Shutterfly or Costco calendar that has a picture on each month of an act family activity that we're going to do that month. And it can be low cost. It can be no cost. It can be high cost. It, you can really tailor it for whatever your budget is. And we intentionally make memories each month in lieu of gifts. I so love this idea. In fact, I, I told Sarah when we got on to record that I was almost late for the interview because I got her little tool that she has to help you plan the calendar adventure. And I was all into planning a calendar adventure for my kids. (laughs) And I almost was late for our interview because I think it is such a brilliant idea. One, because it it does make memories. It is something that's exciting, which totally hits on our family values. You know, doing fun things, making memories, not wasting any time. But I also think it's really smart from a financial point of view because then you are almost spending or taking that spending that you would have on gifts and like spreading it out throughout the year on all of these other activities. Yes, absolutely. The first year, 
I'll admit when we gave our kids a calendar, (laughs) you know, opening up a calendar as a, you know, (laughs) six-year-old is like, (laughs) not what is this? Yes. Uh, but once they got to experience it and we've, it's morphed, you know, for us over time where we actually don't tell them what the event is, there's kind of an elusive picture and they can guess at what it is, but we don't tell them until the beginning of the month. And when we pick our day, but now they look forward to that gift. They look forward to looking at what their calendar adventures and are going to be in the next year. And it's just such so just some of the best memories that our family has made are these intentional kind of day, day trips or ha- evening trips or things that are outside of the box a little bit for us that we just get to enjoy each other's company. I think that's so, so smart. And I love the two, the way that you have broken this down in the download that people can get cuz you wrote a so what it is is that you wrote a blog post and then you have this free tool that's attached to the blog post that is basically like a worksheet that helps you kind of brainstorm what those ideas could be and then assigning the budget to it and you know it's just so great the way that you put that together in a way that people can digest it and really really use it so i'm excited to dive into that a little bit more and i would encourage other people to go and get that as well and it's just up on your website right Yep. You can go to my website. It's uh, myjourneytoinfluence.com. You click on the blogs and you'll see it up there. It's the family calendar adventures. And like you said, there's a blog that kind of outlines how to do it and then a free download to help you plan for yourself what your calendar adventures may look like. I love it. I love it. Now, for people who are looking at the memories and they understand like memories matter and to be intentional and don't be like Jenny and get sucked into all of the little memory maker things that they have at Target that you think that you need and you don't. <laughs> but what other advice do you have on making memories around the holidays? Because sometimes, you know, especially as a working mom, we know DIY is awesome, but DIY also takes a lot of planning and time to execute. And, you know, sometimes it just feels easier to throw money at something and try to do something quick and easy. So how do you find, especially you, you're working full-time and you're doing personal coaching and you've got mm-hmm. your kids. So talk to us about some practical advice on how we can really make this work into our lives. Yeah, I think when it comes to gift giving and um, as my kids are getting a little bit older too, I'm letting go of the control around that <laughs> and uh, and really bringing my family into the fold and saying, okay, we're going to... So we're drawing names this year for my nieces and nephews. So the, the cousins are drawing names for those things, uh, for those gifts. And I'm letting them decide how they want to spend and what they want to spend or what they want to create or what memory we want to make with that cousin that we're doing with. So, you know, we don't have to take as much ownership, you know, just because we're the mom doesn't mean we have to do all of those things. Like get your kids involved in figuring out what that looks like. I'm a little nervous (laughs) to do it uh, because like, (laughs) who knows like what they're going to pick out. But also it's just a little, it's liberating too, to say, you know what, this is, this is not about me. You know, this is about the person that is receiving the gift or, and, or these, this time that we have in our lives uh, when our, our kids are young, and we have the opportunity just to spend spend time and, and energy around somebody else. I love it. And it kind of goes back to the first point that you made when you're talking about checking your list and making your list and budgeting and all of that is asking yourself why and why why you're doing certain things, why you're spending your money in the way that you're spending it. And, and I think that that is really where we can focus in on and really simplify some things and make it work. Yes, yes. Awesome. Well, Sarah, what other parting advice do you have for us around holiday spending and how we can really stick to our plan? Because it's one thing to make a plan. 
And then Mm -hmm. it's another thing to see a Facebook ad for something or walk into a store and your eye gets caught by something or you see something on social media that someone else bought that you think, oh, I think I need to get that too. What action items do you have for us on how we can really execute the plan that you've helped us create? Yeah, I think um, my number one tip around that would be to share out loud what your plan is. Have an accountability partner. If that's your spouse, great. If... uh, and or, you know, kids are incredible accountability partners too. <laughs> if you say that you're only going to spend uh, $40 on, uh, you know, Cousin Sammy and she they see you um, picking out a $50 gift, they're going to call you on it so fast. Uh, so <laughs> put, put your list, put your plan out there. Um, put it, we've got a family chalkboard. And so we often use that as we're, you know, making those big plans. So crossing somebody off and putting it on. And I move my budget around a little bit. You know, if I end up getting a killer deal for somebody, I can move some budget around. But this is also a skill that your kids need to understand as well. So you can kind of teach them and bring them in this idea around flexibility and accountability. But don't keep the plan to yourself. You've got to share it so that you can keep it on track. So, so good. And obviously, everything we've been talking about today is really about holiday spending. But it's just a small little portion of the year and a small little bit of our spending and our finances. So if people want to learn more from you on finances, talk to us a little bit about what you specialize in and and how you can help other working moms who are listening to this. If, if they're like, okay, in 2021, I really want my finances to get in order. What kind of things can you help them do? Yes, absolutely. I think number one is... Um, letting go of any bad feelings that you have towards yourself around how you've managed money in the past is kind of one of the one of the initial things that I do, uh, especially with women that I'm coaching. They come to me sometimes in some shame and uh, wishing that they would have done something different or that they, you know, something that happened in their 20s, you know, hadn't happened. Letting go of some shame and really just um, beginning to make a plan, forecasting what you really want for your future, and then working a plan out of that. All right, if this is what you want in five years, what do we need to do now in order to um, move forward with that? So budgeting is a key tool that I utilize, debt reduction, wealth building. We walk Dave Ramsey's baby steps and, and really just work on our behaviors around money. Personal finances is 80% behavior, 20% head knowledge. Thankfully, you don't have to be a math whiz in order to figure out your finances. I love it. I love it. And sometimes behavior is harder than the head knowledge. But that's why we need people like you to help us. So this is what I love. All right. Now, I know you also have an offer for our listeners. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I have this proven five-step plan to thrive with your finances. It's the process that I use with all of my coaching clients that I call the five-step plan to thrive. And it just talk, it walks you through each of those steps. And they are um, dreaming, prepping, planning, flexing, and thriving. And really, I, I apply those to a lot of... It's a really just a system um, that I apply to a lot of different components, but certainly with my coaching clients as we work through different money setting goals. Awesome. And you can get, yeah, you can get that free download by texting the word thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E to 33777. Awesome. I highly encourage everyone grab that. I grabbed it for myself. 
And then you can also visit her website at myjourneytoinfluence.com. Follow her over on Instagram, Journey to Influence, and really just soak in all of the great wisdom that she has. And definitely, if you're interested in making memories with the Calendar Adventures, go check out that blog post on her website as well. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. It was so fun having you on. And really, truly, you just shared so much wisdom that I think is going to bless so many people. And I just want to pray that God would just bless you and your family as you are going through the rest of this year and into this next year, that He would just look ahead and bless your heart and just know that what your desires of your heart are and that He would pave a way to let that come into your every day with your family. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Jenny. It was really a pleasure. Really kind of a dream come true. Full circle for me. Thank you. I love it. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.